Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Without a doubt, we live in complicated times. On the one hand, there's reason to have hope, to rejoice. As followers of Christ, we see churches being planted. We hear the gospel being preached and the Word of God being taught via many media outlets. We see uh, improvements all around us in technology that make our lives better. There is reason to hope. But on the other hand, there are things that disappoint us, that cause us great concern. There is sin and heartache and heartbreak all around. One such thing that's happening now it seems with uh, great uh, um, frequency is the revelation of sexual scandals at all levels. It affects politicians, it affects business leaders, it affects celebrities, media personalities. Those are the ones that we hear about, but without a doubt there are many that we don't hear about and will never hear about. The question is how do we react as followers of Christ to this? How do we respond? And we, we need to answer these questions not based on our personal feelings per se or based on our personal opinions. As followers of Christ, we always must go back to the Word of God and we must see things through a biblical perspective. And that's very much true in the case of all of these revelations of sexual scandals. The question is, is why is this happening? And that answer really is a pretty easy answer when you go to the Word of God. In the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 10, we are told, as it is written, there is none righteous, not even one. There's none who understands. There's none who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is no one who does good. There's not even one. That's pretty powerful language. Verse 23 summarizes it by, by saying, For all have sinned, all have sinned, and fallen short of the mark of God's glory. So why is this happening? It's because of sin. We are all sinners. We have all sinned. We were born into sin. From the very moment that Adam and Eve fell in the garden, disobeyed God, the entire human race was affected and infected with sin. Now, you might ask the question, well, what do, does that have to do with me? You know, Adam sinned, and, and I can't help it if I'm born into sin. But we all choose to sin. Uh, you don't have to teach a child to lie. You don't have to teach a child to cut corners. Uh, it just happens. We are all sinners. That is not to uh, rationalize it away. That's not to justify these awful actions. It's to explain it. It's to help us understand that uh, sinners do just that. Sinners sin. There's no excuse for it. And God um, judges sin. Sin cuts us off from God. Jesus said, I didn't come into the world to condemn the world because they are already condemned. We're already under God's judgment. And so it is out of uh, that sinful nature that we choose to sin. And, and that's exactly how you explain what's happening. It's sin nothing less, nothing more. And by the way, legislation won't correct it. Uh, 
therapy won't correct it. You know, a legislation is good in its place and therapy is good in its place. But none of those things is, is going to keep men and women from uh, sexual sin and from the abuse of power. That's what's going on here. And so how do we as followers of Christ respond uh, to this and, and, uh, and not just react, not just a knee-jerk reaction, but how do we respond in a biblical way? Well, the first one, first way, and the first thing that I would say is we need to examine and consider ourselves. We always have to start there. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the Apostle Paul talking to a church that's dealing with sin, he says uh, this, he says, For I do not want you to be un unaware, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink, for they were drinking from a spiritual rock which followed them, and the rock was Christ." And so Paul was saying, uh, our uh, forefathers, the Israelites, who came out of Egypt and went into the wilderness, they all had these advantages. They were blessed by God. They were blessed uh, not only with physical food and water, but they were blessed spiritually uh, from, the, from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 5 says, Nevertheless, with most of them God was not well pleased, for they were laid low in the wilderness. And uh, you know the story how they, for 40 years, wandered in the wilderness and never got to see the promised land because they, they uh, were sinned against Almighty God. But look at verse 6. Oh, listen, my friend, to verse 6. It says, Now these things happened as examples for us, so that we would not crave evil things as they also crave. Do not be idolaters as some of them were, as it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and stood up to play. Nor let us act immorally as some of them did, and 23,000 fell in one day. Nor let us try the Lord, as some of them did and were destroyed by the serpents, nor grumble, as some of them did and were destroyed by the destroyer. Now these things happened to them as an example, and they were written for our instruction, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall." So there the, the, the Lord is saying to us, listen, listen up, uh, follow the example, take this example of those that fell, that, that uh, went the wrong way, and don't think it, it can't happen to you. Take heed, lest uh, you fall. You think you're standing, lest you fall. Romans chapter 2 says this, Therefore you have no excuse, every one of you who passes judgment, for in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice those things. But do you suppose this, O man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things and do the same thing yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? And so... Uh, therein, God is saying, you check yourself before you rush into uh, talking about the other person's sin, you check yourself. In Galatians chapter 6 verse 1, it talks about someone that's caught up in a sin. And it says that we're to restore them with a spirit of meekness. But it says also looking to yourself. And that word there is constantly observing yourself. 
check yourself first. And that's where we must start. It's easy to point the finger at the other person, but we have to, as we hear all these stories about sexual sin and the abuse of power, we need to be sure that we check ourselves. That one may not be ours. You know, we may not be caught up in sexual sin or abusing power, but what is your sin? What is my sin? We need to examine ourselves first. Secondly, Believers of uh, followers of Christ need to acknowledge that sexual sin for what it is and never rationalize it. It is what it is. It is sin. You know, um, we we need to be careful. For example, that we don't uh, blindly support a politician because he may be of our brand or of our stripe. Whether uh, he's a, a liberal and we're a liberal, or he's a conservative and we're a conservative, conservative, and we uh, because we want that person in power, we rationalize away their sin. We cannot allow ourselves to get caught up in that. Never, ever, ever rationalize away sin. The third thing that I would say is we need to expect and support justice from leadership. In Romans chapter 13, verses 1 to 5, the Apostle Paul said, talked about governmental authority and the authority of leaders, and it is authority that comes from God. Hey, if they abuse their authority, if they don't rightly use it, they're going to answer to God directly. Thankfully, here in, a, in the United States of America, we have a representative government, and when we see abuses of power, we should be willing to vote them out. We should be willing to deal with that. That is, that is a blessing that God has given us in our form of government. But even if they were kings, authoritarian rulers, they answer ultimately to God. And if they abuse their power, they're going to answer to God. But we should expect from our leadership, both politically and in uh, in companies and corporations, uh, wherever the leadership is, we should expect and support justice, the right thing to be done and, and always that. But then the fourth thing is, we as believers need to act mercifully and graciously. God always wants His people to act in mercy and grace. That's not overlooking sin. That's not rationalizing it, slip, uh, sweeping it under the rug. That should never happen. But once it's acknowledged, we need to offer mercy and grace. And how can we do that? Well, we can pray for the victims. We must pray for the victims. You know, we may never know them. We never be, may never be able to get close to them. If you are in a position where you are friends with a victim, th- then you need to reach out and love on them and help them through it. But we can always pray for the victims. And we can also pray for the offenders. Pray that, uh, that justice will be done, but also pray that they will seek the forgiveness of Almighty God. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 says that, he, that we should offer up prayers for all men everywhere. And, and that's exactly what God means. And then finally, as we act mercifully and graciously, we should always be ready to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. 1 Peter chapter 3 verse 15 says, But sanctify or set apart Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you, to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. So uh, we need to be a light in this dark world. We need to be a light by the way we live our lives, by the way we do our good works. We need to let our light shine. And we need to be ready to share to share with words, share the good news of the gospel. That is the hope that is in us. Uh, 
We have been blessed with the forgiveness of Almighty God through what Jesus did on the cross. We have been blessed to be put into right relationship with God, not because of anything that we've done, but because of the grace and the mercy of Almighty God. And God has given us the opportunity to be His ambassadors, His, His mouthpiece. We have the blessing of sharing the good news of forgiveness and hope with people. And that's how we as believers should respond. I hope as we look at all of these terrible sexual scandals, these terrible abuses of power, as we look at it, that it'll cause us to think, uh, to think biblically, to look at ourselves and, and to expect justice and to give mercy and grace as well. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.